Welcome to Tactical Empathy. I am your host, Erin Thorpe, and this is a show where we will explore what it really looks like to lead with empathy in the real world. From a young age and into my early years of my career, I was constantly being told that I was too emotional to lead. I found a way to turn those emotions into a leadership superpower, and now I want to share that with each of you. In each episode, I will guide you through real-life stories, sharing how leaders make tough decisions, hold boundaries, and get things done, all while embracing empathy. Get ready to redefine leadership, understand your emotions, and unlock your own superpowers. It's time to lead with head, heart, and mind. Let's dive in. Hello, leaders, and welcome to the very first episode of the Tactical Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Erin Thorpe, and I'm so grateful that you have chosen to join me on this journey. Now, I want to start with this notion that we're all leaders because I truly believe it. Whether you are just leading yourself in your life, or perhaps your family, or community, or a corporation, we all have a responsibility to lead, to take a step, and to go forward into uncertain territory. So this podcast is all about empathy, and specifically empathy and action, because I do believe that there is a general understanding of what empathy is, but many of us don't know what it really looks like in action. And I believe that empathy which is all about understanding emotions, is crucial to our effectiveness as leaders. So as our jumping off point today, I want to start with my story. I want to share with you how it is that I got here. Starting a podcast, talking about empathy, and sharing practical ways to implement it in your leadership toolbox. So I want to take you back approximately 23 years ago I was a newly graduated engineer and I was sitting in a basement construction office. It was on a large construction job site. And as I looked around the room, I noticed a few things. First, I was the youngest by far, probably five to 10 years. I was the only female, which, you know, graduating from engineering wasn't a huge shock, but it was one of the first times that I was the only woman in the room. And I noticed I was starting to feel overwhelmed and not overwhelmed from a work sense, but overwhelmed from an emotional sense. You see, this was a tense meeting as construction meetings can often be because a lot of things don't go as planned on construction sites. So I'm sitting in this meeting full of men talking about important big issues, all trying to advocate and fight for what they believe to be right. And as I'm sitting there, I'm noticing this feeling rise up out of the pit of my stomach and it starts to fill up my chest. And I pretty soon I can't hardly even take a breath. And then I notice the tears just start rolling down my face. To say I was embarrassed would be an understatement. I was mortified. I could not believe that I was crying in front of all of these men in a professional setting. And yet I couldn't stop it. So after the meeting, my manager takes me aside and just says, Aaron, you got to toughen up. This is how construction is. There is no place for emotion here. You need to find your game face. 
And so in my newly graduated state, wanting to just make people happy and prove that I could be in this world of construction, I nodded my head because I couldn't speak yet. And I internalized this feedback of just toughen up. Don't show your emotions. And I spent almost a decade trying to do just that, trying to toughen up trying to push down any time I felt a big feeling, trying to find that game face. And it was exhausting. I had a lot of big feelings. And the interesting and rather paradoxical part of all of this is what I now know my manager was saying at the time was don't feel your feelings in that way. You can't cry in construction as the only woman because there's a lot of emotion in construction right? People are passionate. The subtrades are passionate. The builders are passionate. We all love what we do. And there is a lot of emotion in it, but it was a very masculine way of expressing emotions. And the feminine way of expressing emotions was not welcome. And so I had spent 10 years trying to get rid of a very human part of me. And if I could have found a way to cut it out back then, I probably would have jumped at the chance. Now, thankfully, that opportunity was never given to me. I did move around a little bit in my earlier career days, trying to find that place where I could fit in, where maybe I wouldn't feel quite as much, or maybe I could have a game face. And around the 10-year mark, I find myself in a downtown professional office in a high-rise building, and I'm having a face-to-face meeting with my new leader. And as we're talking and getting to know one another, he said something to me that changed the course of my life. He says, you know, you have a real gift. You see things and feel things that others don't. And I know that I don't see or feel what you do. And in fact, I'm not even as aware or in tune with what's going on with the team as you are. He said, I really need your skill set. I would like to lean on you to really help give me that perspective and to help me see these things that I can't see. To say I was stunned is an understatement. I didn't know what to do. I had spent 10 years trying to get rid of this thing and he just saw it in an instant. And not only was he telling me it was okay, but he's saying he wants to leverage this, that he needs this on his team. I didn't know what to do. Was this really a gift? I mean, I had been told for 10 years that it was my greatest weakness, that it was gonna be the reason that I didn't make it in this industry. And now here all of a sudden, it's a gift. It's a superpower. So again, I'm stunned. I don't know what to say. I nod. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, sure. Yep. I can do that for you. And I walk away and I'm like, well, now what do I do? Now I actually have to use this thing. And I've been trying to get rid of it. And I don't even know what it is. So I spend the next few years figuring out how to navigate This world that tells me that I shouldn't feel and I shouldn't be emotional, but yet has responded positively to my ability to understand feelings. All of the messaging that I continue to receive as a person participating in this industry was, you know, we don't show emotion. We're tough. And yet here was this leader and here was this team that was responding positively to me feeling the emotion, to me understanding what people were going through, to using that in our communication, 
and to drive decision-making. It was not easy all of the time. And that journey through those, that next decade of my career is really what has brought me here because I began to notice that effective leaders understood people. At the root of all of our businesses are people and people are emotional beings. Whether you identify as an emotional being or not, you have feelings. And our feelings drive our thoughts, which drive our actions, which drive our behaviors, which ultimately drive our results. So if we want to get better results, we have to start understanding people's feelings. And so today I can stand here and share with you and tell you that I know I am not broken. Even though that messaging from the very beginning of my career was that there was a part of me that just didn't fit in and that was a little bit broken. I never was broken despite all that feedback. Those leaders in my early career just didn't know any better. And they were doing what they thought was right. I get that now. And I want to share this with you today. You are not broken either. Perhaps your emotions are messy and all over the place like mine were and you've cried in the boardroom and you think your career is over. It isn't. It is not over. This was not a career limiting move. You can recover from this. And if you're somebody that keeps your emotions neatly, tidy, all checked in and pushed down away from the surface of your life, there's hope for you too, right? You can start to understand people. You don't have to be afraid of those emotions. Whichever way you identify more with, just know that you are not broken either. And just by being here and showing up and listening to this podcast, this is your invitation to start a journey. It's a bit of a fitness journey of sorts, but instead of building our physical muscles, we're going to be building our mental muscle. And the specific muscle that we're building is empathy. It's one we're all born with. You know, one of the most common things I hear and questions I get asked is, you know, well, Aaron, not everybody has this empathy muscle. And while that isn't exactly true, I do believe we all have the capacity to learn empathy. And just like the muscles in our physical body, it's a mental muscle that we have to build. We have to do some reps. We have to put in some exercises. We have to be consistent. So how do we keep our physical bodies in shape, right? We eat, we move, we drink water, we sleep. We do all these things over and over again every day. And slowly over time, we get stronger. And the same is true for our mental muscles. I believe where we all need to jump off on this journey of building this empathy muscle is allowing ourselves to feel. The closed up, buttoned up person and the messy emotional person are experiencing symptoms of the same root problem, the inability to feel their feelings. So here's my invitation to you. Every day while you are doing one of your morning routine tasks. Maybe it's brushing your teeth. Maybe it's taking a shower. Maybe it's while you're standing there waiting for your coffee to brew. I want you to take a few moments and just check in with yourself and name what you are feeling. Give that feeling a name. Say it out loud. Acknowledge it. Today, I feel grief. Today, I feel sadness. Today, I feel joyful. Today, I feel excited. Whatever that feeling is, just name it and see it for those few moments while you complete that task. And you don't have to do anything more. You don't have to do anything else with that feeling, but just simply acknowledge it and move on with the rest of your day. Over the course of the podcast, we will talk about how to move through the feelings 
and how we can leverage this new awareness. So stay tuned for future episodes. But for today, we are going to part ways on this thought. In order to understand someone else, we must first understand ourselves.